Hey, and welcome to Mayor Studies, a podcast about John Mayer. I'm your giggly host, Jill. And I'm your far less giggly host, Lucas. Welcome Whatever. to, I think we're episode... 11? 10 or 11, yeah, something no, like that. No, we had 10. I think we're 11. Think we're 11? <laughs> hey, good job. Yay. But this was my choice this week. Boo. I'm very excited. Why are you booing? It's a great song. I'm very excited to talk about Shadow Days today based on your face, which you know the people at home can't see. No, they cannot. You said that like twice to me last week, so I, <laughs> I did. back to you. <laughs> the people at home can't see your face, but your face is not nearly as excited about this song as I am. I've been pumped all day. I've, like, really? I, yeah, I texted you and called you. Like, I, we're so, I'm so excited oh, to do the song. Oh, you did call me. I just thought because it, like, it was Friday and we don't normally record on a Friday. You're just excited. Oh, could be. It's not that I don't like that song. It said as I dove in, I realized I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. Oh, okay. But I could still like it. And also, Let's I talk just about was saying boo, <laughs> boo, because it was your choice and not my choice. Oh, so just, just general, like general just hatred. Boo to Lucas. Just yeah. general <laughs> hatred. Okay, cool. That's that's what I need in my life. Hey, uh, so what's going on with John in the news? I have so much John I in the news. I know you do. You've been sending me things. heavy John in the news, very heavy listener feedback segment, by the way. So we've got, we've got to be careful here with time. All right. So John in the news, number one. He had dinner at this place called Craig's, which I guess is like... Famous. Okay. Famous people go there. And he was driving. You don't know Craig? You don't either. Craig's don't the homie. Like no. Craig's a. Oh, you're actually like, you actually know Craig? Mm. <laughs> um, so whenever I hear someone say the name Craig, I think of Friday, the movie. Oh, yeah. Where Craig mm-hmm. at? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, he was driving in reverse to like pull out of the parking space. And I guess the paparazzi still is a thing, but I don't think about it or see it as much. And there okay. was this video of people like. Not on top of his car, but by on top, I mean very much in the body space of his car, like walking alongside it while he's reversing. That's the worst. That is the worst. Right? And I don't drive great going forwards, Mm -hmm. but I really have trouble with reverse. Mm -hmm. And I get super nervous if, like, people are watching me drive. And I just... So he seemed fine. Mm -hmm. I want to clarify that John did not seem super stressed out, but it stressed me out so bad. And I just felt so bad that he can't just, like, pull out of a parking space without... Could you imagine? People just all around your car, like, you're going to run over their toes. Yeah, you know what? Like, that stuff, when I see, like, the aggressive paparazzi, Mm -hmm. that seems just so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've long since gone and reinvestigated the Britney Spears situation, right? And reevaluated our takes on her. Yeah. But, like, you watch the documentary and you're like, oh, my God, what what was her life been just like total nonstop hell. Right. And what's funny is we're actually going to talk about that, or I'm going to talk about that mm, with this song. Okay. Yeah. A little bit about, uh, you know, what it's like to be John and mm-hmm. try to exist mm-hmm. in the public eye so much. Right. Okay, but not yet. But not yet, because we're still John in the news. So today is Friday, but really it's Monday. You're listening to this on a Monday. Maybe yeah. if you listen to it the day it drops, it could be a Friday. Maybe they wait till a Friday That's to true. listen to it. Whenever you're listening to this, the Dead & Company tour has already started. Okay. But as of our real, in real time, it starts tomorrow at Dodger Stadium. Oh, sweet. What time are you going to leave? I am not going to have. <laughs> I, I wonder if I'd have fun in a Den Coach you, you wouldn't. No, I know some songs against my will. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that came out wrong. I have nothing against Den Company. I just mean, when I was married, my husband loved the Grateful Dead. So it was like on. Really? Know, I did not know that about Joe. Obsessed. Wow, okay. Yeah. And so... We don't have that in common. No. He doesn't seem very excited about the John Mayer component. I don't know if it's because... Because of you. The dynamic. Because yeah. we're divorced and I'm in love with John Mayer. I digress. Anyway, I don't have enough time to, to go on sidebars. We have plenty of time. We can always <laughs> edit it out if it gets too long. No, we don't edit. So, um, John went to Palm Springs again last weekend. That's a he good place to be. He was seen at the place you asked me. If yeah, the at, Rowan. He was yeah. at the Rowan. The Rowan is the place to be in Palm Springs. And I'm just like, look, John Mayer, if you listen to our podcast... Mm-hmm. Which I, I do feel in my heart someday he'll stumble upon it. Okay. Lucas and I live right on the way to Palm 
Palm Springs if you're driving from Los Angeles. About 50 minutes out. We, yeah. Yes, we live right off the freeway. Mm-hmm. You can just, because I'm sure you go to fans' houses all the time. You wouldn't be scared to do that at all. You just swing by our house. Right, and yeah. Record that's, the podcast for this. That's very likely On to our happen. Yes. You're right. <laughs> Okay, um, next and last, I would like to share, everybody already knows, but the Bob Saget like tribute mm, show uh-huh. that John was a part of is on Netflix um, out now, by the time you're listening to this. Out now, actually, because today's Friday, so okay. it's out now. And John just went on um, and did a live with John Stamos and... Um, he, John, mm-hmm. had like blondish hair. Okay. And it was like this really like, oh, we loved him so much. And this is why we did the tribute. And John's all, someone in the comments wants to know if I highlighted my hair. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And he goes, no, this is just natural. It's from years and years of surfing. Like, while he's running his hands through it. Nice. And he got a haircut. It's not Jill level haircut, my preference. Right. Like, kind of like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was a lot shorter, probably because he's getting ready to go on tour. And I just have to say that. In a shocking turn of events, I found him to be incredibly attractive in that Instagram live. That's so unusual to hear you say. I know. I'm very out of character everybody. for you to be attracted to John. And Mayer. also, it made me mad because he was so attractive, and you were angry at it. I mean, that, that's a good answer, but no, uh-huh. because it uh, reminded me of how much I miss uh, current mood. Oh yeah. That's all I got for John in the news. Well, he's been doing a lot, man. He's been hanging on Palm Springs quite a bit. I know. I'm gonna be out there in a couple weeks. Well, John won't. He'll be on tour, so yeah. Like ships in the night, me and John there. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen us in the same place at the same time? I don't think so. <laughs> let's get into Anyways, song let's bio. talk about the song bio. All right. So this song Shadow Days is from Born and Raised. Mm-hmm. It was the lead single from Born and Raised, um, which means that there is a music video attached to it and everything. Did did you watch the video in preparation for I this? I have now. I've never seen it before. I hadn't either. I I was so happy I love not necessarily new content, but I love mm-hmm. old content I haven't been exposed to. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, that's, that's that's great. So it's the Born and Raised crew that we've talked about. So mm-hmm. this is uh, his break from Steve Jordan mm-hmm. and Pino Palladino. Mm-hmm. So it's Sean Hurley on bass and uh, Aaron Sterling on drums, mm-hmm. the crew that he used for the whole record. Um, first time he worked with Don Wass as a producer, uh, producing this. And his cause I mentioned that because he's going to come back up later. Okay. We're, we're going to refer also back to Also because you're doing the song bio. <laughs> yes, yes. But we're kinda, he, he's an important name to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then you know we've talked about the Born and Raised record, that it was released uh, in 2012, right after he had had his first vocal issue. Right. And so he was unable to tour and support it. So in reading interviews about the song, a lot of it is him just saying, hey, this record's got to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And I saw a thing today where he said, like, it's actually kind of cool because maybe it will sneak up on people. And they'll be like, oh, here's he a called new... called it. Yeah, like, here's this new John Mayer album and instead of, like, getting beat over your head with it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to see now in hindsight how... Um... Prophetic that was. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone says on our Instagram... Like, yeah, you know, I slept on this album, mm-hmm. or I wasn't into it first, but now that I'm older, it's weird. I thought it was just my experience, but it was everybody's. Yeah, and I think this was a great lead single to choose from this album, because I do think that this song, in a lot of ways, sets the tone, mm. or, or captures what he's going through in his life, and what he's trying to do. Why is he transforming from the guy who made Battle Studies into yeah. the guy who made Born and Raised? I see what you're saying, but I disagree, because I think there are such stronger songs on the album. Okay. But continue. But I love the song. That's why you chose it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are some uh, notable versions of the song oh, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is a acoustic version of it that you can find on right. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a, a video, too, to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the video to it. And also, there is a video uh, that he did right after the record came out. He did, like, played, like, four songs live in the studio. 
Um, and Don Wass was like the guy who was interviewing him, the mm-hmm. producer. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. If you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. Um, just to hear them talk about their process um, was pretty cool. Uh, and then there's a music video for this song. Yes. And I'm going to say something Mm-mm. that is not at all controversial to you. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a lot about his hair length at the beginning of the year. In detail. The beginning yeah. Yeah, uh, of our podcast. And like, what's the right hair length for him? Mm-hmm. Here's my new take. He's just a good looking guy. And well, so yeah. he's going to be good looking <laughs> with whatever hair length. It doesn't really matter, right? For like some people, when you're a certain level of good of good looking. You can do anything. It's like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so you're moving from a nine to a 10. Like mm-hmm. you're fine, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the floor is really high, right? Yeah. So like even John at his worst, like even if you don't love his born and raised in Paradise era, era, era hair. Yeah. Still a good looking guy. Well, I'll agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I never said that I think he's unattractive with long hair. It's just he's so attractive with the short hair. It's like, how would you ever want to leave the pinnacle of attractiveness? Mm-hmm. But I guess when you're that attractive, you can. Yeah. Like, I can do whatever I want. He's fine. He's Maybe in a problem. he's tired of women problems. hitting on him. He's like, I need a break. <laughs> These, these ladies throwing themselves at me. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> oh no, I'm the I'm the ob- I need all the attention. I will take all of the attention okay, all so the time. Let's talk about the video for a minute. Yeah. So you know what it reminded me of, what? and th- this uh, have you seen the Olivia Rodrigo yes. video? You mean where, the documentary? Yes, where she's talking about driving Home the drive view. back from Utah mm-hmm. and all the places. It, it for me that felt a lot in the spirit of what John's Shadow Days video. Yeah, is. I did not make that connection, but I definitely see that. Yeah, I, I was. In, I didn't think we'd have a parallel to Olivia Rodrigo come up in the oh, podcast yeah. today, but okay. Um, I'd never seen it before, mm-hmm. so I was super excited. It is. I, I'm not even talking about John's physical appearance. It is beautiful that yeah. video. Yeah, I mean that's gorgeous. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Um, Although the, the Idaho stuff looked really cold. Well, yeah, but snow's pretty, so that's not my problem. There, there's, a re- there. there's a reason I live in California, and we keep talking about Palm Springs, which yeah. is in the desert, right? I'm not a I'm not a cold weather boy. I just, I just, I loved every time I watched it twice. And I was like, that was pretty. There's sunsets and scenery, and I have to drive to Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, not a lot anymore, but I've had to several times, and I really hate the drive, and I don't bother appreciating any part of it, although most of it's not appreciable <laughs> so yeah at the risk of saying something that offends arizonians which Uh-oh. is definitely i'm not interested in doing uh-huh. we drove through there you know when we were headed on our way out to play some shows in texas mm-hmm. and at least on the route that we were on it was a lot of not incredibly picturesque landscape right no, not the entirety of through. the state not the entirety of the state but no. long stretches of it were yeah if you're just passing through or you're just headed like to surprise or peoria um, you're gonna miss like the the pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I've been all over that state. So okay. I know all about it. All right, it. nice. Moving nice. on. Uh, I so love th- oh, I love the scene where he shows up at the music store. Oh my gosh! Right. But how much of that is real? Like that seemed pretty authentic. I I, I believe all of that was real. Like they just like, well, have you signed a waiver after we walk in with our camera? Yeah, I I believe all of that was real. Like. That just the joy. So these guys are working at this music store, right? Obviously, yeah. they love music. They love the instruments. And they've got to be in an obscure area. Right? And it was clear they maybe don't even know who John Mayer is, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. The joy at seeing him pick up that guitar and yeah. being able to do the things to it that he can. Yeah. That's like, oh, that's somebody who really loves the music. You yeah. Know? That, that was a really pure and really joyful yeah. moment for me. Such a cute video. So I watched the acoustic version you're talking about. I watched the video. I didn't listen to it on Spotify, and mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It had like a more folksy vibe. Mm-hmm. 
and quieter changed it up a little bit yeah there are some there are some differences yeah it reminded me a lot of keaton simons i don't think you're super i'm not familiar with but i know that your sister is obsessed with him she yeah she was um and still is but he actually is the lead guitarist for brett young now i don't know that is either he's a country okay yeah it's not really my genre mine either but he uh i don't know that song was very much how he sounds so Mm -hmm. if you're interested in some new music you want to look keaton up he's a really good artist all right um and i just really enjoyed it what did you think of the acoustic the song Uh, not the video right yeah um i could see that he changed it up and and the reasons for that um the biggest difference to me is the last line of the verse Mm -hmm. the hard times let me be or the hard times let me see because it's different. It changes that word depending mm. on what time it is. Did you, Interesting. Yeah. I didn't catch that one. Yeah. So for me, like in my head, when I hear it, hard times let me be, I think it's the letter B, and then it comes after hard times let me see, and it's like one ends oh, with B, one ends yeah, with C, yeah. right? Um, but that part he changes the rhythm too, um, and he changes the melody line there too. So it's, yeah. that's the I noticed big change. the melody line changed, yeah. but um, why do you think that was? In a different place when he wrote it? Yeah, I think you just... Than you, from when he wrote it. I yeah, think. you live with the song. And, yeah. you know, especially, I, I don't know really know the process of, of this record, but what happens for us is, like, you'll go in the studio, especially if you just wrote the song, if you mm-hmm. haven't, like, played it on the road a whole bunch, and you just wrote the song and you're recording it. Yeah. It's that kind of first impulse to it. And then you live with it, and you play the song a bunch. And you're like, oh, you know, I would kind of do this differently. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, he's transitioning from playing the song with a full band with, like, slide guitar and pedal steel and all that stuff to just him with acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. A lot more freedom there. You're not tied into, like, because the rest of the band has to know where you're going so they can go with you. Sure. You're playing by yourself. You know, you, you can do, kind do whatever you want. Yeah, good yeah. point. So I couldn't find a lot of live performances on Instagram or YouTube because I noticed he doesn't play the song often. Yeah, so there is... Why are you pointing at me? Because that's the point. <laughs> that 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 is definitely a thing. Uh, I mention often that I frequent the John Mayer Reddit, Mm -hmm. there is a whole conversation about why doesn't he play the song live? Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's not like it's like heartbreaking. It was a single. It was the lead single off your record. Maybe he just remembers all the vocal problems and it's traumatic. And so that's the other thing. They're like, is it too hard? This is a very easy song to sing. It's Mm -hmm. very low in his register. This Mm -hmm. is actually, I would venture to guess, one of the lower songs in his register. Some of those notes are really low. So it shouldn't be too taxing on his voice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, theories abound as to why he doesn't do this song much. A lot of people are just saying, like, maybe it's just too emotional and he has a weird attachment to it. And I was like, but lots of his songs are. And they say the other one that's like that is never on the day you leave. Right. That he He just won't won't do live. Um, And other people just say it's kind of a chill song and it's not really an arena song. And when you put it together, it's a fan favorite. Yeah. I mean, I think we all like all of his songs, but. Yeah. And so maybe it just doesn't have the energy for the live show. Okay. But it is definitely noted amongst the community that this is a song that rarely exists live. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention, because we've talked about him on the podcast before, that uh, Charlie Puth covering the song came up. Did it come up for you too? Oh, no. Yeah, it wasn't. My, I didn't like it. Not your favorite? <laughs> no. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I don't I don't listen to a lot of covers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just an aversion to covers okay. of John Mayer because I'm so into him or if this one just was particularly not. I just wasn't into it. And I like Charlie Puth. I like Charlie Puth, the songwriter. Too. Yeah. I think he's a great songwriter. He's not always the greatest live vocalist, mm-hmm. but he's a really great songwriter. Okay, fair. So let's talk about song meaning. Why don't you kick it off because this was your choice. This I'm really excited to get into Ooh, here. Okay. okay. So this is... If, did you... Uh, if you read, there's an article in Us Magazine okay. from the time it comes out where a source is telling Us Magazine mm-hmm. that this song is his goodbye letter to Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, but it's not. And that he's finally ready to get over her and he really loved her, but he just realized they weren't right for each other and it's time to let it go. So this is 
published in Us Weekly. That doesn't even make sense if you listen to the lyrics of the song. I read that too. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, I, I love you that you're passionate with that, about right? that. Because you think that's ridiculous. I thought it was a ridiculous take before I read John's response to it. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then after you see John's response, he's like... Really? He's like, this happens to me all the time in my mm-hmm. career. We mm-hmm. talked about it with the bodies of Wonderland. Yeah. He's like, this happens to me all the time. There's no way that's a real source. And he's mm-hmm. like, and this is how I know. Because no one has ever asked me yeah. <laughs> what this song is about. Yeah. You know? He's like, so I've... I've never answered the question who, mm. who's about because no one's ever asked me. He's like Don Was. I told it was come back when mm. we were in the in this in the in the studio making the song. He never once said, "So John, who are you thinking about when you're writing the yeah. song?" That's just he's like, I, "I gotta call us weekly." Let him yeah. know. <laughs> he's like, everyone wants to think think that's how songwriting works. Like that's not how songwriting works. Yeah. I came up with the line, "I'm a good man with a good heart," and he's like, "Oh, I like that. Is that too arrogant to say?" And he's like, well, if I'm going to make it not be arrogant, then the mm-hmm. verses better explain why I feel like I can sing that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's what I, how I wrote the song. It wasn't a love letter to anyone. It wasn't a goodbye to but anyone. It's just, even at its core, that just, it's not even about a girl. It doesn't make any sense. There well, is that's the line true. in there the second verse. Yeah, yeah. And, we'll, and we'll get to that when we start diving into the lyrics. But I just I th- thought about, you know, we talked about the paparazzi earlier, how mm-hmm. frustrating it must be for mm-hmm. him that, like, and because the other thing, when you research the song, there's a lot of people who are just like, He's making a country record. He's making a country record yeah. because it's got pedal steel in it. It's got He's some slide hat. guitar. Yeah. Long hair. And definitely it's country tinged, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But it just feels like when it comes to John Mayer, there's almost like no nuance in the way he's covered. Mm-hmm. It's all like, and part of that is the nature of being celebrity, right? They want to know about the girl. This song is about the girl. It's got to be sensational. It's got to be. And he's like, no, this is not, that's not what this song is about. This song is about getting better i want to say something yeah knowing that i always have john's back yeah and i think he deserves to live a life and mm-hmm. say what he wants to say but when you put in one of your songs that you're leaving little messages for a girl in all your songs uh-huh. you can't be like and hey, don't y'all dare analyze it <laughs> you uh, can say there's no source yeah like, you're just playing games with us at that point <laughs> I, I don't think he's got any problem with people analyzing yeah i think he's unbearably frustrated as i would be totally. with the air quotes sources, sources. Yeah. who are always like oh it's this and that and the other thing and he's like that's just not remotely true you could have yeah. just asked me and totally. i could have told you or said i'm not gonna talk john's about not a guy who is like shy in talking about things Accurate. right <laughs> so i feel like you know he said that the song was about katie mm-hmm. yes so he's not afraid of saying that songs are about, about people, people. Mm-hmm. i agree we, we still have a little bit of issue with paper doll that someday we'll we'll deal with about yeah i think it's really hard to make a case that it's not about her <laughs> not but, gonna talk about that right now right. <laughs> um so yeah so this song is not about jennifer aniston at no all. that's crazy and they had broken up two years before he wrote the mm-hmm. song not that you can't still have feeling for someone two years later yeah um but right yeah so i mean obviously i think at its core it's about leaving the past behind becoming a better person um, yeah. I mean, I definitely like it. I can't say that it has a lot of, oh my gosh, I've been there for yeah. me. I don't think I'm a great person by any means. I think I've been on a long journey to become a better person, but like in little parts mm-hmm. and I started out okay. Not like, oh, boom, my bad stuff's over. I'm good now. It's Your shadow days are gone. Yeah, it's been a long journey of, hey, this is something I should probably work on about myself. Like yeah. for example, having patience, <laughs> which I do not have. Yeah, this for this is an instance of, uh, you know, somebody speaking for me, and as John would say mm-hmm. in his song, because mm-hmm. uh, John all, often does this, this is me. This song is me. Yeah. Like, I 100% identify with it. I went through my shadow days. Mm-hmm. You were around for uh, for probably the worst of it. 
Um, but like in, in that moment, so I'm at my lowest point in my life. I'm really struggling with some things. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to see my mom, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to my mom. I love you. And uh, I'm talking to her, and I know she listens to the podcast occasionally too, because she sent me a carrot cake after don't I mentioned that me carrot started. cake. That was so sweet. That's messed up. I mean, I don't oh. like carrot cake, but I yeah. like presents too. Also, uh, we're sitting at your present from your table. mom. Yeah. Okay, I'll let it go. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I go to see my mom, and I'm just crying. Right, I'm just like this broken man in his 30s mm-hmm. who's like telling you know my mom that my life is in shambles. And she said a lot of things to me, but I remember she said. Lukey boy, because that's what she calls Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. She said, Lukey boy, you have a beautiful heart. And I know she said other things, but that's the thing that stuck with me. It was just, it was like a thing only a mom can do, which was exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. And that has stuck with me ever since for the rest of my life, that line. And there would be times when I was just like, oh man, you know, I'm really going through it. And like, I feel like I'm not very valuable or whatever because Mm -hmm. of the things that are happening in my life. And then I'd be like, but you know what? My mom said I have a beautiful heart, which is like a very like eight-year-old response, right? right? And I'm a 38-year-old, not an eight-year-old. But like those words were so meaningful to me that it, mm-hmm. it really encouraged me and kept me afloat for a long time. Well, that's so true because moms do know what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. But also like whenever I'm like, oh, like I'm not pretty or something growing uh-huh. up, I'm like, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. You have to say that because you're my mom. <laughs> so it's funny that you took a mom compliment. You're like, no, I'm going to own this one. I, I like yeah. this one. <laughs> No, it's just because it, it was what I, so when he says, I'm a good man with a good, good heart, heart. Yeah. that just reminds me of that, right? Yeah. Of that moment for me of like, oh yeah, I'm not perfect, yeah. right? And it's, I can own my mistakes and really work diligently to get better, but it doesn't mean that I'm like broken, mm-hmm. you know? I can still be a good man yeah. with a good heart who makes mistakes. And I feel like that's the John Mayer story, right? Yeah. I, you know, I know he's got a lot of people who aren't big fans of his. I am not amongst them. I am a fan, right? I, I would love to have a conversation with him. He seems like a cool dude. And I think he went through some rough stuff and got better. And so that's why I think we were afraid of this song at first because I was like, oh, we're going to be another heavy song. Yeah. But this song to me is not heavy. This song is a celebration. I would agree with that. This is a celebration of being able to get better and not yeah. being stuck in your darkest time. And I do think that, and we get into this more when we talk about listener feedback, that that everyone ha- can identify with it on a certain level because mm-hmm. we've all done something we shouldn't have, we regret, yeah. we've hurt somebody yeah. intentionally or unintentionally mm-hmm. um, and careless with someone's feelings. Yeah. So I feel like on a not as deep a level, everyone can appreciate like, oh yeah, like I totally made a mistake. I'm moving on from that. I forgive myself. You know, I'm ready to try and be a better person. Yep. So what are you thinking about your favorite lyric here? What's... Is there, I know it doesn't speak to you quite the way it does to me, but is there something that sticks out the most to you? Oh, yeah. So I have a favorite lyric, and then I have a least favorite lyric. Oh, I love this. That's, that's you're taking a, like a playbook, uh, a page out of my playbook. <laughs> Give me your least favorite first. Okay, it's not least favorite because I don't like it or it's not clever. It's because it makes me feel bad. Oh, like, okay. It makes me feel sad for John when uh-huh. he says, but it's nice to make some love that I can finally feel. Yeah. Like, if that doesn't, like, it's like someone stuck their hand in my chest and oh. ripped my heart out, <laughs> stomped on it. I'm like, oh, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not my favorite just because it makes me feel like it hurts me yeah. for him my favorite that just means it's really effective writing accurate yeah. yes my favorite is of course did you know that you could be wrong and swear you're right some people have been known to do it all their lives yeah. you covered up my quotes i'm not trying to hold your hand <laughs> i was like <laughs> like why is your hand i'm trying to read dude 
I mean, that's just, first of all, way to open a song. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I do know some people like that. Definitely. And then the irony, of course. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just really, I really like that part. What about you? Uh, I love that part too. Mm-hmm. I, and also because I feel like I was the person who swore I was right and turned out I was wrong about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like somebody's always that, right? Because yes. there's no, no one's always right all the time. And we've always been it too. Right. Like if someone is always it, but it could also be one yourself. And if you're listening right now and you can't relate to that. It's you. <laughs> you may need to do some self-reflection. You may need to uh, embrace humility and... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Obviously, my favorite line is a good man with a good heart yes. off the top. Um, honestly, like the whole chorus, I ha- had a tough time, got a rough start. That was that I would I, I didn't have always the, the best time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm right here and I'm right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And here I am. I've I've gone through that. My yeah. and my shout is such a like a uplifting thing to be able to say mm-hmm. that my shadow days are, are over and it that's is. really how i feel personally whatever trials life has for me in the future i know it's not going to be like all smooth sailing mm-hmm. but i don't ever fall apart again to the, that degree you yeah. know like that part i made it through that particular part of my life and it's going to be better now i want to say something that i just noticed uh-huh. it says well i ain't no troublemaker uh-huh. and i just don't feel like that's accurate <laughs> Maybe in our past the shadow days, we're not making trouble, but... Right. Well, you Maybe know, he's speaking specifically in relation to this girl. I don't know. Well, also that he never meant to do her harm. Like, I, I think that's... It's important in my life to understand intention, mm-hmm. right? And not that intention excuses no. stuff, but there are opportunities in life where you could have the best of intentions and still fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what John is trying to say is... I, have I made mistakes? Yeah. Have I failed? My intentions okay, were... Okay, that's fair. You know, if not the most noble in the whole world, at least not coming from a malicious, spiteful, hurtful place. Right. When he said the things about Jessica Simpson that everyone yeah. got mad about, he wasn't... I don't believe he was trying to hurt her. Yeah. yeah. That didn't seem like the motivation there at all. It seemed like the motivation was him trying to, like, seem cool, right? Yeah. And so, if you think about, like, intention, like, I didn't mean to hurt her mm-hmm. or whoever else he may have be talking about in that case. Sure, yeah. sure. Okay. Uh, it's time for listener feedback. Are you ready? Yeah, you got some good stuff for us, I hear. So much. Okay, Rosie083. Oh, okay. So I didn't write down her quote. I'm some paraphrasing you, Rosie. She pointed out that we've already analyzed gravity. Uh-huh. And there's the line, keep me where the light is. Uh-huh. This song is called Shadow Days. Oh. And she thinks it's interesting that he's following up to gravity saying, okay, I'm staying where the light is now. I am in the light. That's I'm out great. Of the shadow. Yeah. I never would have made that connection. So kudos to Rosie083. That's a great uh, concept, of, like the medication meditation on that theme, right? Uh, she blew me away. Yeah, that's a good job. Yeah. Good work out of you. At, at Sam.Sim said, the opening quote contains top tier mare lyrics. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Which I agree with, Sam. At Lisa T. Week said, we have all done or said things we shouldn't. The words to the song were his way to say he was sorry and own up to past mistakes. Not only did he own up to his mistakes, but he has definitely proven over the years that he is now a great person inside and out. I thought that was accurate. Yeah, uh, we just talked about that. I think he's a good dude. And that's what I was telling, I tell a lot of people when, I've talked to a lot of people about how, um, you know, because I've never been like a super fan of anything, Mm -hmm. except for Gilmore Girls. And John Um, Mayer. I don't know if I'm a super fan of his. I mean, when someone's ever sold me. Oh, Cherry Coke? 
I do have a hat that says Cherry Cokes. Maybe I'm a super fan. Moving on. (laughs) Um, I just, uh, when it comes up in conversation and people like don't get it, if you will, because for whatever reason, and I will have lots of things to say the very on the podcast, but if you talk to anyone who's friends with him, which obviously we don't because we're not famous, if you listen to someone who's friends with him talk about him, I mean, everyone loves him so much. Mm. They talk about what a wonderful person he is. Yeah. It's very true that when you're younger, you can be an idiot. Right. And because we all were to some For degree. For sure. Absolutely. And then you can turn out to be like an amazing person. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a, ma- a matter of maturity, right? Yes. We don't all mature at the same rate. Just no, because we, do not. we all age at the same rate doesn't mean we all mature at the same and rate. And boys mature slower. That I think is statistically true. Yeah. I'm not looking at you because I think that happened to you. I was oh, scared. I mean, yeah. It was like a deep glance I gave you. Sorry. <laughs> so, right. I was like, yeah, I mean, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, Greg Manu 3 said, least favorite song on record. Still mm. enjoy it, but it sounds like a song for him that we fans didn't need. I think at the time we might have needed it. I, I Here's the thing. Does he write any song for the fans or does he write the song that he wants to write? Does he write what he's feeling in that moment? I don't think that an artist... Do you think they all write it for themselves? I mean, I think there are some who might write them for fans. And certainly there are songs that are written about fans. Mm-hmm. I think artists have no responsibility to write what the fans want. I think they have yeah. a responsibility to make the best art that they can. Yeah. And John Mayer is always written from a very deeply personal level. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why this song would cause that response and not every other song. Because yeah. all of the songs are about what he's going through. I think cause sometimes because he's so clever. I think this song is incredibly clever. I think there's no fault. You know what I mean, though. There, uh-huh. There's some songs that we talked about before where, like, um, I can't think of any right now because I don't listen to our podcast that much because mm-hmm. I just make the podcast where we've been like, oh, it's like he's, like, not pandering, but just, oh, like, look right. how clever I can be. Like, Edge of Desire. Edge there's of a couple desire. lines in that's, Edge of Desire. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think that all his songs are, this is what I'm experiencing, so I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah. But I also see a little bit where this one maybe wasn't, geared towards people except for you just said that he said well if i'm gonna say this is this arrogant i have to back it up it's yeah. like, this is my thesis statement right my supporting sentence that, that's exactly that's how songwriting works right <laughs> so how do i make this song work in a way where it's not terribly arrogant for me to sing i'm yeah. a good man with a good heart yeah at erica jenny says this is his most autobiographical song which I thought was interesting. So I, I probably I, in the top five. I think it's really hard to say which one of his songs is most autobiographical because so many of them are Walt so, Grace. except for Walt Grace, which is the outlier. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, so many of them are so deeply autobiographical. So it'd be really hard for me to rank them. But I do believe that the song is 100% autobiographical. Totally. 100%. I, I believe this song. You know how we always like, yes. is he winking? Or... No, there's no winking here. No, I believe this And song. I think that's a little bit what Greg Manuel 3 meant. is more like the wink, like... He didn't wink at nobody. He's just being himself. Yeah. Um, At one, Hector says, quote, hard times let me be, end quote. He sings this as if he was begging life for a break. Like he does in Gravity. Been there before, question mark. Mm -hmm. And when I sing the song, Mm -hmm. because again, I know all the lyrics. I have thoughts about the song. But when you dive in Mm -hmm. to talk about it on a podcast, I was like, Oh, I never read it that way. Like he was saying, oh my God, hard times just let me be. Yeah. I thought he was saying like the hard times have let me be. I don't know why I thought that because the oh, sentence would okay. not be grammatically correct then. Uh-huh. I just thought he was saying like the hard times have made me, let me be this person now where I'm good. But I, I think that one is correct that he's saying like, oh, hard times. That's how I've interpreted it. Yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and okay. Now I've got a lengthy one. Okay. Hold on. I'll be able to read it better because I didn't transfer it to my handwriting. 
So the reason I chose to share this is because I thought that it was a good response. It's okay. at, from at photo low 22. And I really try to spread around the sharing and we've shared photo low a couple times. Okay. But so many people mm-hmm. commented like, Oh, to build upon what photo low said. Oh, nice. Oh, I agree. She's with the you, party photo starter. Low. Yeah. Is she, so, I'm, I'm assuming I should, I she know. is a girl okay. from what I can tell. Yeah. So, uh, photo low 22 says quote, the box doesn't allow for a good long answer, which means you probably don't want one. Because she's talking about the chat box, which oh. is not true, Photo Low. We'll take it in the comments. We'll take yeah. it in the chat box. DMs. DMs, exactly. We don't We don't code for Instagram. We don't have a say over how many Exactly, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I don't build that. Yeah. And that's all she said. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> then she said, I'd love to see John's growth on this whole album, and mm-hmm. this record is so relatable. His songs always come around right when I need them most. Yeah. Being around his same age, she put in parentheses. Mm-hmm. How incredible that so many fans feel that John's songs could be written about them when, when they are from his perspective. Yeah. I think this is what makes John so unique as a musician. Sadly, people wrote him off early as the YBIAWL guy. What's that? Your body is a wonderland. Thank you. You're welcome. And not understanding his humor. He was villainized because of his comments without considering how much of his life is under the microscope yeah. and what that can do to a person. How would we have handled the same situation, which is what I always say. Yeah. I'll admit to questioning him after the Playboy article comments. It was wise he took a break after that and came up with this brilliant album. It redeemed him for me, and I think it's his best album. He is a good man with a good heart. Everyone deserves a second chance after a true apology, regret of what you did wrong. It shows his growth and humility, and I think for the first time fully his vulnerability that we've all come to know and love. Mm. BNR represents a new chapter of putting it all out there, which made us all love him and his music even more. And I think it makes us able to relate to him and his songs in a way no other musician that I can think of has. This is also one of my favorite tracks by John. Hashtag off soapbox. <laughs> Can't wait to hear from Jill, who I swear is my twin separated at birth. Nice. And that's not why I picked sharing it because she gave me a shout out <laughs> i gotta clap that one out that's such right? a great response so well thought that's out that's a really interesting that i'm gonna spend some time really thinking about is i should have sent it to you in advance that was lengthy sorry oh no, that's, that's, that's great the the concept of vulnerability mm-hmm. right this this is a vulnerable song because he's admitting his own faults mm-hmm. when we did split screen sadness which comes from early in his career remember my gripe with it was that he was like uh, yes. Don't don't let me get away, right? And that was like my favorite part. And he wasn't. I, I felt like he wasn't taking responsibility for it. Where yeah. here, after, and I feel like sometimes it's like it's only after the fall, right? Mm-hmm. After we have this crash, that we are like, oh, I'm really aware of my imperfections. Sure. I'm really aware of my limitations, and I want forgiveness and understanding for those so i got to really extend those to others as well right yeah. and you become really aware that you're you are imperfect mm-hmm. and that becomes like a lot more a part of your self-identity um, you know when we're you're young especially if you're successful yeah. in the way that john is it's He's like so messed up. i'm invincible right yeah. i write hit record after hit record yeah. you know i date beautiful woman after beautiful woman yeah so there is definitely a vulnerability here um, I'll have to go through the, the catalog and see if I can, if I find it earlier in his career, mm-hmm. but definitely since from here on, I think it's pretty safe to say there's an increase in vulnerability. And I will say that if I was 20 and reached the height of fame that he had and was as attractive as he is, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have come out of that great. And I have like a real, I'm not saying John doesn't have a great family. I'm sure he right. does. I have like a really great family yeah. to try to keep me grounded. My dad would have had absolutely no, nope, we're not doing this. Right. But... I just think it's hard. I think it's hard to go through that 
and be okay. You know, I, I always feel that way about Justin Bieber. Oh, well, he was so young. That's a whole different situation. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the hate that he got was he was young mm -hmm. and had way too much power. Yeah. And I feel like that corrupts almost every single one of but, us. But, you know, there's so much hate. And people make fun of him, but like we're all, I never made fun of him, but we're all still listening to his songs that now, oh, he I mean, just, he's undoubtedly talented. Yeah. I never understood it. I never understood it. It was, it. I don't think it was ever about talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's always, there's but always, like we're always going to hate on what's popular, right? Yeah. It was One Direction for a while. Yeah. BTS, oddly enough, seems to have avoided what's that. What's up with that? Right. I mean, I'm happy for them. I don't right. want them to get made fun of, but it's, how did they? I don't know. They have the cheat code. I'm not deep enough into BTS to really understand what's. What, what makes it different yeah. and th there's definitely some cultural stuff that's taking place there sure um but you know as backstreet boys in sync whatever the yeah, britney spears whatever the new hip pop thing is mm -hmm. there are going to be certain people who are going to hate on it mm -hmm. and and that's fine like baby the baby era justin bieber was mm -hmm. not for me mm -hmm. oh um, it was for me oh but the Love stuff since then like i i think he's put out several bangers I'm a, oh absolutely I'm, i've always been a bieber apologist mm -hmm. the grammy's performance has there's no apology for that that was just bad but yeah you mentioned that before I yeah still haven't bothered to look you that up. as you shouldn't uh okay rate the song all right jill i think this one's easy yeah is this a quiet song or is he turning the ladies on it's somehow really in here it's a turn the ladies on 100 percent. just yeah, kidding obviously. it's 100 percent a quiet song yeah sincere vulnerable as mentioned by photolo um it's yeah very much heartfelt and sincere and, and i do like it because of that mm -hmm. and there's zero turning the ladies on with a song yeah he, and he's he, he's also not trying like how right? clever is it that he said one time is he the one who writes the quiet songs and when it turns the ladies on we're not yeah. analyzing that song but right. i've always that's why i, I really thought, thought of that, that. i always love that line right yeah so when we were coming up with this it's like oh that's that the way he's yeah, yeah that's the way he's like talked about himself it's mm -hmm. a fun way to kind of look at him yeah as that dichotomy so you agree yeah i agree full this is cardigan a cardigan sweater with no tattoos underneath no this is this is yeah this is a full quiet song i we always say like if he does everything with like a little bit of a smirk there's nothing here. no smirk here this is authentic this is genuine this no is smirk vulnerable in the video no false steps mm -hmm. i believe it yeah. i believe it okay uh all right so i i'm, I'm preparing myself for a lowball answer here mm -hmm. but jill how much does this song make you love john mayer well, it's hard to answer this because I, I can't tell you how painful that line is to me. Yeah. What are you saying? Mm -hmm. That you can finally make some love that you can finally feel? Yeah. I just want to sit down on the floor and cry. Uh -huh. It's like a floor cry. Not on a bed or a chair. Like, you're so upset you have to sit on the floor and cry. That's how I feel about that lyric. So it makes me love him because, like, I want to give him a, like, platonic, friendly right. hug. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that you went through something like that. Like, come... Um, Get a hug. Does it make you fall to pieces on a hotel floor? Well, I wouldn't send a hotel floor ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> just to clarify, that's disgusting. All right. Well, it was like a fancy hotel, maybe. Probably not. Still feet have been there. Moving on, uh, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Because even though that part That is your lowest sad, rating of our, of our it is. career. Yes. I like the song. Again, this is just how much does it make me have, you know, a more intensified crush on John. Right. The video is like 4, 4.5 territory. Okay. Because I'm like, oh, I, want to go on, I never want to go on a road trip, ever. But I'll go on a road trip with John. Right? That seems fun. Yeah. Um, and I just feel happy for him taking away that lyric. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, he's, you know, been able to wrestle with some internal demons and move on in a healthy way. Yeah. So good for you, John Mayer. 3.5. What about you? This is a five. 
it makes this, you love him a five. <laughs> yeah, this is a five. It's there's it's just so identifiable. For it's you. it's there's I I don't love the like the pedal steel in it personally because I don't necessarily I relate that with like country music mm -hmm. and that's just not my culture so I don't have a cultural connection to it mm -hmm. so I, I I could deal with the song without that but from like a song writing that's more of a production issue from the song writing mm -hmm. this is a this is a, a hit for me it's uh everything that I would want from a song if I wrote this I would be like this is the best song I'm ever going to write in my life Wow. Wow. You think this is the best song he's ever written then? Is that no, what I said you're saying? No, I wrote it. Okay. I am not capable of producing something better than this. I wonder what, what I think John Mayer's best song is. But well, that's another discussion. We'll figure it out by the end of this podcast run we're doing here. I don't know. I have a lot of trouble remembering the early podcast, so we'll uh -huh. see. Did you come prepared with a discussion question? Yeah. So I mentioned uh, not too long ago the line, like, I find myself in pieces on the hotel floor. Mm -hmm. Do you? What backstory do you envision to that? Well, I'm guessing that he was crying on a hotel floor because mm -hmm. he does not mind sitting on one mm -hmm. i mean he, have you have you like you think it, it could just be a metaphor he couldn't be speaking directly from experience you think it's so detailed it's from experience i i do think there was a specific moment that he found himself in pieces on the hotel floor it just really hurts my heart that, that guy's ever been sad i cannot tell you i think that's why i wasn't excited about the song that's the problem uh, i don't like anyone to be sad i was gonna say well i've got a got some uh, bad news for you there jill <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, so I, I've ran through a bunch of different things, knowing the stuff that preceded this. Yeah. It could be him dealing with uh, just heartbreak. It could be mm -hmm. that's an easy one to look at, like the end of a relationship. It could be him dealing with the weight of all that stuff that happened to him with, with the Playboy interview, mm -hmm. all, you know, all the backlash, the stuff when, you know, he became public enemy number one. Um, you know, he's he wrote In the Blood. And he's mentioned that he thought there might be some substance issues there. Mm -hmm. And so it could have been something connected to that. I kind of thought that too. Yeah. Because I know he's referenced the reason he stopped drinking is because something happened. I don't yeah. think it happened at this time frame. But like something happened at a party That's he went to. two records later. Yeah. That was way too much. And mm -hmm. he woke up the next day like, wow, I need to reassess drinking. Yeah. And hasn't drank since. Um, so I've envisioned all those different possibilities. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like, that song doesn't rest on why he's on the hotel floor. Mm -hmm. But just that he found it, found himself there and pulled himself together and got it together. It was great. Well, right before that, he was talking about how, you know, did you know that you could swear that you're right, but you're wrong? Yeah. And then you find yourself alone. Like, he found himself in pieces on the hotel floor. Yeah, I think it does. it's definitely recalling something very specific. We just don't know what. Yeah. John, come on the show on your way to Palm Springs and let us know. There you go. Come talk to two strangers <laughs> about this. What about you? You got some discussion questions? You know, I really don't. Um, okay. I feel like the song's pretty laid out there. So there wasn't, not there wasn't a lot to discuss, but it mm -hmm. didn't invoke any discussion question. But I do have a question. Okay. Because it's about my pick for next week. Well, I have another discussion question about this Oh, I'm this so song, sorry. So. Go no, ahead. it's fine. I was going back and forth. Going back and forth, yeah. Okay, verse two. Mm -hmm. Well, it sucks to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then you can hear... Honest. In the, yes. <laughs> Only there. Nowhere else yeah. in the song. He doesn't do that anywhere else in the song. This is a, if I had a question to ask John Mayer, this would actually be it. If you can only ask him one question, this yes. would be it. Yes, yes. Why right there? What are your thoughts? Why does he do it right there? Nowhere else in the song. And what is the point of adding it there? I don't know. I do think it was intentional and there is a point because I yeah. feel like he's very detail-oriented, but I do you see... have a thought? Yeah, well, I was thinking of like, well, it sucks to be honest. That thing that sucks is being honest. Mm -hmm. 
And then the act- the second honest is like, honest. I'm, I'm telling the truth this time, right? Like, Oh, well, it sucks to be honest. Honest. Yeah. Interesting. Because it can it, it goes both ways, right? It can okay. be like talking about like, oh, actually, he, you could be thinking of it as, well, it sucks, to be honest, right? Because usually when we say to be honest, that's in, saying, Okay, that's how I've always uh-huh. saying it. Uh-huh. But then when I look at it and I see then also it hurts to be real, I'm like, oh, he's saying, well, it sucks to be honest. Yeah. I always thought, well, it sucks, to be honest. Right. Sucking. I, you could definitely so see it that way. maybe the second honest is like, hey, you guys can read it both ways. That's my decision. So, but yeah. I see what you're saying. Yours is different. Yeah. So in the context of that, then the way that I read it is like being honest sucks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the second honest, the background honest is like, yeah, not lying. Like, this I agree ain't with no you. lie. Right? I agree with you 100%. Yours right. makes way more sense than mine. Nice. I'm really glad we talked about that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to think of you every time I hear that. Honest. Yes. <laughs> I'm all for like throwing little nuggets in people's lives so they remember. Yeah. I, you have, we've known each other a long time. Every time I make a left hand. Every time you make I a left. You. Yeah. That one for sure. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other day because it won't translate to be funny it's, at all. It, it, there's no point in talking about it. No one's going to get yeah, it. We'll it talk was... about it alone someday. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. So, my question, unless you have more discussion. No, I'm good. Go. So I decided that we needed to do something from uh, Paradise Valley. Okay. Because it's the only album we haven't. So I'm sacrificing my choice and putting myself in a box here. Not that I don't like that album, but you can right. just at random pick what I feel like. So I'm choosing between Wildfire. Okay. Or Badge and Gun. Oh, okay. I'm leaning towards Wildfire because I thought we've been heavy and I wanted something a little more uplifting. Okay. I don't actually have anything to say about Wildfire. Oh, well, that may... And I, I have a lot to say about Badge and Gun, but I feel like things we've said before. So, like, what do you think I should choose? I think you should choose the song that you feel like you have something to talk about. I think that's more important than whether Badge and it's gun been it heavy is. or... Okay, sweet. Okay, then uh, tune in next week for Badge and Gun. Yeah. And, and then, then the collection will be complete. We will have touched on every studio album. Yes. Yes, yeah. we will. I'm very proud of us. Good job to us. I know. I'm thinking at the six-month mark mm-hmm. is when we're going to record our special episode about how I met John Mayer. Okay. So we I got a ways to go. I time to find the additional photos. Okay. Maybe some videos. So it's going to be a whole multimedia presentation. Well, over on the Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you're following us at Mayor Studies <laughs> so that, that you can uh, catch this whole multimedia extravaganza when it comes down. I mean, I've got to say, between talking to Amy about it, who mm-hmm. will be on the show before that, but we won't talk about it while she's here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just like really a lot of things I forgot have come to light. And I just, I just, it's going to be like a five part episode. <laughs> it's just going to be me talking and you going, mm-hmm, really? Wow. Oh. <laughs> Tell me more, if Jill. If you really like listening to my voice, this is going to be a special hey, week for you. It's good because I feel like I talk too much anyway, so it'll no, be great. No, it's a podcast. Yeah. Okay, so have a great week, everybody. Have a wonderful week. I hope that your shadow days are over as well. <laughs> you clown. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>